edition of the travel show today i'm larry gelwicks the getaway guru and today i'm in africa yes through the miracle of technology i can be in africa and you can be in your home wherever you may be in our broadcast area in studio in salt lake city where we originate the show john potter all things disney I think he's got his Ph.D. in Disney. And our special guest, who was with us last week, Dan Hone, who is uh, the smartest man I know on all things Middle East and uh, Holy Land. We'll be talking to to Dan and John throughout the show. But, yes, I arrived here last Sunday, August the 1st. You remember I told you that I was leaving straight from the airport in uh, Salt Lake City after last week's show. And uh, we flew on Delta Airlines, my son and I, my son Keaton is with me, and uh, we flew nonstop to Amsterdam. John, I I got to tell you, these nonstop flights to Europe where you can skip Chicago, Atlanta, or New York are really nice. They really are. You know, especially coming back, you get home in the early to mid-afternoon rather than midnight or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we flew the Delta code share with KLM, a great airline, nonstop, just an eight-hour flight from Amsterdam to Nairobi. Nairobi has a beautiful airport. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the safari that we're on. And I need to tell you that um, through the miracle of technology, I can be in Africa today and you can be at home, but I cannot take phone calls. Uh, we just... We, it just messes the system up, so I, I'll apologize for that. But you can always send your questions and comments to info at columbusvacations.com, info at columbusvacations.com. There are safaris, John, all over Africa. I have mm-hmm. been to them. Uh, I haven't had a bad one. I love South Africa. Uh, you know, it's just um, it's a great country. But the ultimate safari experience is the Great Migration. It's a National Geographic super event. There's nothing like it in the world. And it happens July, August, September of every year when the animals are moving between Tanzania and Kenya. You only get to see this in Kenya and Tanzania. And the infrastructure, the, the facilities are so much better in Kenya. Uh, no disrespect to Tanzania. Yes, you have Ngorongoro Crater there, uh, which I think is overrated, but it's still a wonderful visit. But in Kenya is where you want to go for the Great Migration. One and a half million wildebeests on the move. Half a million zebras. You know, we give all, I'm leading the safari here along with my local guide, Jim Gee, and every year we do three great migration safaris. And I'm on the first one for this year. We have a wonderful group of people. It was very interesting. I was uh, talking to Jim. We saw another group staying at the same lodge. And our vehicles will seat eight people. We use Toyotas that have been modified. You can stand up. They have the pop-up roof, all the open sides. You get viewing. They will seat eight people. We never put more than four in, unless it's a family of, you know, whatever, then they want to be together. But we limit it to four. We're seeing people, and it's amazing 
how people get conned out here. I've seen some tour groups. They, they've spent all this money to come to Africa. They are in passenger vans. We actually had to pull one out just the other day. They're not four-wheel drive, and just some schmuck is running his tour business. We've seen some other good tour companies using similar vehicles. They'll put six or seven or eight people in. Why? To make more money. We limit it to four, unless, of course, you have a group of friends or family and you request uh, to be put in one vehicle. But that way you can move to all the sides. You know what's fun is we have a booklet that gives all the species. And by day three of of our trip to Africa, we had identified over 50 species of animals, not including the birds. It was the most amazing thing uh, imaginable. Now, here's what's really cool. You're right on the equator in Kenya. In fact, you, we, we, John and Dan, we have this photo place where there's a monument. And uh, on a previous visit, when my wife Kathy was with me, I stood in the northern hemisphere. She stood in the southern hemisphere. We posted that on Facebook. The, the frequent comments for our friends is, uh, Larry, you're in one hemisphere, Kathy's in the other. Is this indicative of your marriage? I'm not going to answer that on the air. But uh, my son, uh, Keaton, is with me. And here's what's cool. There are 50 game parks in Africa. None of them have fences. The animals can roam. You can be there looking at a pride of lions, and off in the distance you'll see a village. And they just live with it. You know, a lot of the predators are not migratory. There's no need to move. There is so much abundance of food, they stay where they are. Now, of the 50 major game parks, uh, there are four that I think are the ones that limit your visits to these. Uh, and three in particular uh, is Samburu, Old Pajeta, and, of course, the Serengeti. Uh, and then in the east, you have Amboseli. And you can't see all four because they're separated so far apart. We focus on the ones in the west, Samburu, Old Pajeta, and uh, the Serengeti. If you go to Amboseli, you don't see the Serengeti. Now, what people do like about the Serengeti are the elephant herds and Mount Kilimanjaro. Can you imagine being on the equator and seeing a snow-covered mountain? Well, you can see that also in the west on Mount Kenya. Uh, that's right uh, in the area of Samburu, uh, and it's a snow-covered mountain. You know, I think it's about 15,000 feet there on the equator. Who thinks of snow on the equator? Well, we've had a wonderful time. I do want to uh, – you've heard the term, Dan Hone, uh, who's uh, back in Salt Lake, Masai Mara. The Maasai are a tribe of people, very tall they have that unique welcome dance where they're jumping yes. up and down. Mm-hmm. And we actually do a village. It's not a tourist stop. Um, Jim Gee, who's uh, heads up our expedition, uh, knows them and actually uh, built a water well. They'd have to walk two miles to the river to get water. And uh, there are alligators actually crocodiles in the water. It's, it's a dangerous thing to do. 
And so through some generous donations, uh, Jim headed up a project and built them a well, drilled down, and uh, they have fresh water right there in the village. now. So they welcome us uh, to come, and it's not a tourist thing. It is the real deal. We'll actually go in their homes. They're literally mud huts, and uh, it is a, a unique experience. But Maasai is a tribe. Mara means spotted. Now, we fly from Old Pajeta Game Park in our own plane to the Serengeti. The, we call it the Mara. And when you fly over this, you'll see clumps of trees and bushes or spots. And that's what Mara means is spots. And so the Maasai Mara are the Maasai tribe that live on the spotted plain, which you can only see from a plane. Uh, it's, it's so much fun. One quick story. Just the other day this happened. We were out in our vehicle, and the vehicles go off by themselves, and then they talk by radio. And we pulled up to this lake, and there was just the silence of Africa, just a, a almost an unearthly silence. And then we heard a rumble and a very, very faint shake. Over the rise, we were in a lake, comes a herd of about 300 buffalo, which um, are, are just magnificent animals. They come down, they wallow in the mud, they drink the water, the young calves are there, and they're with us for about a half an hour. And then they move on. And the silence of Africa returns. And then we hear some noises. And a herd of about 20 elephants come to drink. There was a baby that was the guide said was maybe a week, week and a half old, having a little trouble keeping up. And it's a very matriarchal group. And everybody, they protected it. Everybody surrounded the baby and gently with their uh, trunks edging it along. And when it couldn't get up some of the hills, pushing it from behind. And soon we had, we returned to the quiet of Africa. Uh, I'll be talking more about Africa uh, throughout this. Uh, I am in uh, Kenya. I'm up on the Serengeti today. And it's a magnificent uh, lodge that we stay at. It's right in the middle of everything, right on the Mara River, where the hippos and everyone are are there. Well, anyway, we got much more to talk about, and we're going to be returning to cruising with Brett Gove of Princess Cruises when we come back here on The Travel Show. Joined by our special guest, Dan Hone, we'll be hearing from in the next segment, and of course, the lovely and talented John Potter, all things, well, not just Disney, but cruises, Mexico, Hawaii, all things travel. Welcome to the Travel Show. Uh, through the miracle of technology, I am in Africa today. I'm actually at the Serengeti, and uh, it is uh, evening here. And uh, John and Dan are back in studio, and uh, it's just uh, it's, it's a great thing. And I can't take your call-in questions because of the... Uh, the system just simply won't take it when I'm doing remote. But we do have a special guest with us today, one of our favorite people, John, Brett Gove, business oh, development yes, manager we love for Brett. Princess Cruises. The love boat we'll just call Brett 
the love machine. <laughs> you guys are way too kind. Way too hey, kind. Brett, Thank welcome you. to the travel show. Now, you are actually um, have just been on a cruise, correct? I have. Yeah, we did. My wife and I did a little three-day test cruise on the Majestic out of Seattle last week. What was that experience like? It's been a while since any of us have been on a cruise. You know, it had it's all, you know almost two years for me, and it's it was it was rough because normally I'm I'm out about at least three or four times a, a year on the, on the ship, so it was uh, a wonderful experience. You know, we we got there and they did a kind of a pre, so we had to show our passports and our vac- vaccination cards. And then once we got that done, they scooted us through into security, through security, and then we went up and um, got checked in with our medallions and all that. And then we had just a little bit of wait, and then we, we walked onto the ship. And I got to tell you, Larry and John, it was, it was I got a little emotional walking up that gangway, um, getting back on the ship because it had been so long. And, and everyone was just so excited to have us on board, the, the crew and everybody was so, so excited as we as we checked in onto the ship and and got there, and it's like, you know, I kind of breathe, and it's like, oh, my home away from home. I'm back on board. Again. It really is. What is the general state of the cruise industry and Princess specifically? So, it, you know, that's a great question. It's been, the last few weeks have been very, very, very positive. And, in fact, we just started our first cruise was Sunday on the Majestic Princess to Alaska. And so there's been a couple other cruise lines as well that have started up this last week. And so it's getting more and more positive as we continue to get through all this um, pandemic and um, just the positive, positive feel out there. We're excited about what's going on, especially for next year. We are seeing a real uptick on, on our bookings and uh, people excited to get out and, and uh, cruise again. You know, we all want to live and love and enjoy in a healthy and safe manner. I've made the statement right here on the travel show, Brett, that I believe going forward, cruising will be the number one healthy and safe choice. Why is that? You know, it's as we were on board, the, the protocols that we've got going on is, is just awesome. I mean, they're, they're constantly cleaning. And not that we had dirty ships in the past. We didn't. We had very clean ships. But the protocols now are even stepped up, or, or even are even better. Um, as you go into the buffet, it's interesting. We've got, we've got sinks now there. And right before you get to the buffet, that you can wash your hands. And then we also have our hand sanitizer there. We've got hand sanitizers out each in each of the areas, public areas on the ship, um, we've changed out the we've changed out the filters. Now we're doing a, it's a, I think it's a M something that we're using, along with increasing the fresh air intake into the into the ship as well into those areas. So it's it's a great way to travel. It's always been a great way to travel, and the safety and the protocols we're doing have exceeded what the CDC is requiring. We're doing more than what they have asked us to do. So. Very, very safe. Now, I mentioned today I'm in Africa on the Serengeti. Uh, John Potter is in studio in uh, Salt Lake City. John, you have a princess cruise coming up in September. Yes, September of this year on the same ship Brett just got off of, the Majestic Princess. Uh, September 19th to the 26th, sailing out of Seattle, Juneau, Skagway, and Ketchikan. And Glacier Bay. Now, you are going to personally host this, aren't I am. you, John? Yes, You'll be doing some group. shore excursions, whale watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, that's in the water, not at the buffet. 
uh, and uh, that's me. I'm the whale, you know. I just I kind of get comfortable, and it's oh, it's time for my hourly feeding. Uh, by the way, Princess has the best pizza of any cruise line. Oh, no on doubt. The Seven Seas. Yep, absolutely. Uh, uh, John, why do you like September? It's a greater chance of seeing the northern lights. The bear are more active. They're getting ready to go to hibernate, so they're out feeding. The whale are still there. You've got the beautiful fall colors. It's just a great time to go to Alaska. And you still have some space. Still have space available, and would love to have you join us. Now, Brett, uh, we're talking to Brett Gove, business development manager with Princess Cruises. Uh, you've got some current Princess Cruise promotions and specials. So, you know, Larry, that's a good question. We we actually are starting one up um, on the 3rd of August, and it's going to be for Caribbean. So our Caribbean, which will start in November, and then it's going to be all the way through um, spring, and it's rates from 449 plus a stateroom upgrade with that and it's it's a short window we're only going from the 3rd of August till the 10th of August right but it's some fan, i mean 449 for a for a 7 day cruise or more is longer is crazy fantastic. well that one's yeah. been that one's been running now at Columbus Travel for 4 days now and we've seen a lot of activity and inquiries the thing that i want to emphasize to people is that Cruise prices are not static. It's not like, well, this is the price forever and ever. Like anything else, a loaf of bread, a gallon of gas, it moves with the market. And I'm seeing a lot of indications that in about a week, uh, mid-August, cruise lines are talking about raising their rates. And so this particular Princess special we've had since August 3rd, we've, it's been running about three or four days now, it will continue. Uh, John, you've seen uh, some real interest in this. Oh, absolutely, yes. Everybody wants to get back on a cruise ship. Really good. Well, Brett Gove, um, you're in Las Vegas right now. When are you returning home? Getting home tomorrow. Oh, very good. Well, drop by Columbus Travel and say hello. It's been a while since we've seen you. Brett Gove, business development manager with Princess Cruises, Sail the Love Boat. Thanks, Brett. Thank you. Hey, when we come back, we're going to be headed to the Middle East with Dr. Dan here on The Travel Show. Welcome back to The Travel Show. I'm Larry Gelwicks, the getaway guru, and boy, did I get away. Today, I'm on the Serengeti. Yes, right out with the, well, I was going to say lions, tigers, and bears. There's no tigers here in Africa. Yeah, I am in Africa today in Kenya with one of the Columbus Travel Great Migration Safaris. Now, you can see our schedule for next year, 2022, at ColumbusVacations.com. I want to put this into a perspective. I'm going to tell you straight up that a safari um, is not your $3.99 blue light special. No. Uh, and uh, But what we put in there, and I'll go through some of the prices uh, a wee bit later, is just an incredible value and bargain. You know, we have seen uh, the big five uh, uh, animals, and I don't know, it's, it's, this sounds corny, but it's, it's a very 
emotional experience to see these animals in the wild. Hogel Zoo, will, as much as I love it, will is never the same. Uh, but you see the the rawness of Africa, and uh, you know it's a life and death struggle every day for all the animals. Uh, and uh, we're here. There, it's like a concentration. It's like Noah landed yesterday and unloaded the boat, the ark, because <laughs> there's there's so many animals everywhere. And what we do on our tours is the game parks are the best available right in the middle of the park. Here on the Serengeti, we're at the Ashnell Lodge, which I absolutely love. And most of the tour groups drive in. It's an hour to an hour and a half each way every day. And we get in our vehicles. We're outside the gates. All the lodges have these high electric fences around them. And yes, we've never had an incident. But in 30 seconds, we are looking for animals. And uh, they're everywhere to be found during the Great Migration, which is only July, August, and September. Now, this is Trust Larry time. I love South Africa. I love, I've been to safaris all over the continent, and they're wonderful. There is nothing, nothing like the Great Migration. It's July, August, September, only in Tanzania and Kenya. And Kenya is by far the better choice. Everything about the country, the the ease of getting here, the infrastructure, even health care if you need it, everything is better. 50 uh, game parks here in Kenya. And I'll be telling you more about that. Uh, um, John Potter is in Salt Lake City today. We have a special guest, Dan Hone, who is... Uh, uh, my best friend for life, uh, and I've he and I have been uh, uh, working together, seated next together at the university uh, when we were. Uh, that was a long time ago, Dan. Forty-eight years. Yeah, forty-eight years. Uh, John, a couple weeks ago, actually about a week ago, just before I left for Africa, you told me of a phone call that you got and a question that you were asked by a um, one of our guests. Yeah. He says, we want to go. We're tired. We, we just want to get out and go. Where can you send us that you can guarantee we will not get COVID? And you answered? Your living room. <laughs> I can't even guarantee you're the grocery store at this point. No, it's you, sad. There's an inherent risk in life. Let's go pre-pandemic. Can you guarantee someone won't get the flu? Yeah, exactly. Won't have a, an incident. Or Can guarantee you, there won't be rain to your destination that day. That's right. We had one complaint that the beach was too sandy, but that's another <laughs> st- Seriously, complaint. The beach was too sandy. Another story for another day. Uh, but I can't guarantee that you'll drive on I-15 today mm-hmm. without an incident. There's an inherent risk. I think what you want to do is mitigate the risk. You know, I tell people, take risks in life but have them measured risks, the thought-out, researched risks, rather than just throwing caution to the wind. Uh, uh, a special guest today, Dan Hone, who uh, one of the founding members of the BYU Jerusalem Center, got his graduate degree in Israel, lived over there for close to 10 years, uh, family over there, uh, kids went to school over there, some of them at 
at Orthodox schools, didn't they? That's right. John uh, started his kindergarten there. They they call it a gone, which is garden and so forth. And one day when he came home, uh, he had to wear this religious gone, a uh, kippah, that is a yarmulke. A skull cap. A yeah. skull cap. And uh, I decided to ask him if he knew why he was wearing it. And John looked at me and he thought for a minute and he said, so they know I'm not a girl. <laughs> Well, that actually comes out of biblical instruction for the uh, right. Orthodox. It actually comes out of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse uh, verse 4 through 9. And in that, they're instructed to also cover their heads, to teach it unto their children and so forth. Put it on their doorposts and their arms and their for, the and it, Now, when one is in Israel or even elsewhere, it's very appropriate and non-offensive for a non-Jew to wear a yarmulke. That's it's right. actually a sign of respect. Yes, it is. And and there are sites uh, in Israel where a, a yarmulke or head covering, uh, and it doesn't have to be that typical cap. It could be a oh, baseball cap. Hand on t- well, I was going to tell that story. Is, uh, you and I were at the uh, Tomb of David uh-huh. uh, there in Jerusalem, and you know I've got a number of yarmulkes, as you do, and I don't know why I left mine at the hotel. Now, most sites, they also have a little cardboard one that you can borrow or cloth one that you can borrow. But I'm walking in, and I, I walk past the uh, where they have the loners, and I reach into my pocket. I'm already halfway in, and I don't have my yarmulke. So what do I do? I had like an iPad. You remember, you remember this, remember don't you? This. And I, yeah. I just held it over my head. The rabbis, the parishioners, nobody blinked an eye. Why? Because I, I fulfilled the requirement. I fulfilled the law. My head was covered. Yeah, you're, you're actually demonstrating that there's one greater than you. Uh, see, in Rome... Uh, and that would be my wife, head. Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In Rome, they bore their heads because they said we're the children of the gods. But uh, in the Jewish culture, from most ancient times, they always covered their heads with something to show their humility before God. That someone other than ourselves and our selfish interests, there is mm-hmm. someone greater than us. What's interesting about that uh, head covering is it, it could be – I've seen some of the younger uh, Jewish boys wear like a New York Yankees baseball cap. Which is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Uh, You can wear any head covering. You could even put your hand on top of your head. Demonstrating your humility. Exactly, exactly. Well, Dan Hoon and I take groups to the Holy Land. Um, uh, Dan also has a wonderful group, February of next year, sold out to Egypt and Jordan with an in-depth. And uh, Dan gets so embarrassed because I brag him up. Um, you know, uh, he's really one of the most humble men I know, a character trait I've never been accused of. And, uh, but, um, you live there, your graduate degree was there. Uh, I keep trying to think of a question where I can stump him and I haven't done it yet. Uh, but all of the Holy Land programs, I'll just simply say this. I, I have been sending people to the Holy Land for 40 years, organizing individual trips, 
uh, for in couples and families and group trips. I worked with Dan when he was 32 years with the Department of Ancient Scripture at BYU and BYU Travel Study uh, during that time, and I had the privilege of doing just about all of the Travel Study Israel programs and putting them together in conjunction with the BYU uh, faculty and Dan. So we've been uh, such close friends for so many years. Uh, I will just simply say this. I see Holy Land programs right and left. Dan, I've not seen a bad one. No. I've seen some marginal ones, like you'll have a commentator or headliner. And, yeah, there's a local guide on each bus, but that's a different situation. And they'll have two or three buses, and the headliner is jumping. But to me, I don't recommend that. No. Uh, You don't want to go with a mob. You want to go with a more intimate experience. We keep our tours to one bus. That's right. And, uh, but, you know, one of my favorite areas, we, we'll talk some more later on the show about Israel. It's kind of an interesting, um, uh, about the skull cap. Later in the show, uh, the peyotes or the side locks of hair. Uh, why the Jewish boys and men, males, uh, wear them, even children. Let's talk about that later in the show. It comes out of some biblical instructions. I'd like to turn my attention to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I have been to Egypt so many times, and it, there is there is a draw to Egypt. It's almost a mystery, something mythical. There's a drawing power to it. Uh, let's start in Cairo. Uh, everybody wants to see the pyramids and the Sphinx. What was the purpose of these monuments? Well, of course, the they represent... Uh, it's a burial sites as far as the pyramids go. Uh, although, interestingly enough, even though we did find in Khufu's his, uh, his coffin and so forth, we actually find that they seem to serve other purposes as well. Their orientation seems to be that aligned with the solstices and with the equinoxes and so forth of the heavens. Nobody quite knows exactly how this is, how... They spent such monumental, you know, one of the wonders of the ancient world and of the modern world as well, of these great pyramids that are in Egypt. Uh, The Sphinx, of course, was a monument. If you remember the name of a pharaoh, he lives forever. And so blocking out the names was also common among pharaohs and placing their own name. Ramses was particularly skillful at that, of removing pharaohs' names and renaming the monument after him. And the monument's already built. And the monument's already built. He's just gone through and wiped out their name, particularly that of the only woman pharaoh uh, there, uh, Nefret, uh, 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 Hatshepsut. Remember your story. I will tell you a story about uh, (laughs) Queen Hatshepsut, who really was uh, the only real female pharaoh. Yeah. You know, one of the marvelous things about the Columbus travel that we do is what we see in Egypt. We're able to go to, uh, for instance, on your Amway cruise in March of 2023. You're doing one also this coming spring that's already filled, I understand. But the one that next year going to Abydos is the cradle of ancient uh, Egypt. In addition to that, you go to the palace of the presidential palace and eat a meal there. And you go to Nefertari's tomb, which only very few. Not Nefertiti. Nefertari. Well, we'll have more of Dan Hone. 
uh, and all things in the Middle East. Exciting times when we come back from our break here on The Travel Show. In back home in Salt Lake City by our guest Dan Hone, all things Holy Land, and of course John Potter, uh, better known as Pluto. I'm in Africa today. I'm on the Serengeti on one of our Columbus Travel safaris. There is nothing like it in the world. I want to put it into perspective. I was talking about the prices, and John, I've just made an executive decision. That's scary. I am going to drop the price 500 bucks. Now, right now, our 2022 dates, which are departures, July 17th, which is over half sold out, and that's just about all of them are close to being sold out, Mm -hmm. Uh, August 9th and August 20th. I'll be taking one of those, probably the August 20th next year. Uh, This tour is priced at $6,579. We had an early bird discount, if you booked by August 1st, of $500. I'm going to extend that through the end of August. And that takes it down to just a little over, well, over 6000 bucks. Okay, so those that have booked August 1st through now, then we will honor that, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. okay, good. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll go back and adjust their price on that. Uh, here's, I want to put it in perspective. As I said earlier, Africa is not the blue light special, Three ninety nine. I can find you... Less expensive tours, I can find you more expensive safaris. I can't find you a better one. It is 12 days, including travel time. We spend a night in Nairobi, and then we visit the three most important game parks. There's 50 game parks in Africa, but Old Pajeta, Samburu, and, of course, the Serengeti. We visit. The lodges are fantastic. We're right in the middle of the park. And you immediately are looking for animals. Now, let me put this in perspective. You know Abercrombie and Kent, uh, John. Oh, yes. They do a lot of those tours. Ultra Deluxe. Yes. They have a similar. I haven't found one that's exactly the same, but similar, staying at similar lodges or even the same lodges one less day. And they visit two parks. We visit three. And they sell it for $11,000. And they sell it out. Ours, with the discount, is just over six. It's almost half price. That's one reason they sell out so quickly. So, folks, if you've ever dreamed of Africa, the Great Migration, it's a super sonic National Geographic experience. Uh, Give Columbus Travel a call, 800-373-3328 or online at columbusvacations.com. And tell them Larry said drop it five hundred bucks off the brochure rate. I believe it's sixty five seven nine. Whatever it is, uh, we'll drop that five hundred bucks per person. That's a thousand dollars per couple on that. So uh, Dan, when we were we were talking earlier, this is Dan Hone, uh, all things Holy Land and Middle East. Uh, John was talking about the phone call he got of. Where can I go that you will personally guarantee I won't get COVID? He said, your living room. Um, We always want to look at the vaccination numbers of countries. And Israel probably leads the entire world, of course, on a per capita basis, of the percentage of people, including children, 
that have been vaccinated. Yeah, 80% of the population over 12 has been vaccinated. You realize that that's, uh, no other country comes close to that. And uh, Israel's at the forefront of all of the research, investigations, and so forth. And uh, uh, in fact, I just read an article recently uh, from over there that came from their uh, health department where the question is arising whether they want to be the forefront of tackling now at uh, in Israel the new uh, Delta uh, variant, variant yeah. of it, and uh, and uh, they're debating that right now. So if you go to Israel, you're already looking at a country who was the forefront of stopping most of what's happened uh, with it in their own country and have assisted countries in Africa as well as other countries with the vaccine as well. Well, uh, again, I've said many times, health-wise, safety-wise, I feel safer in Israel than I do in my hometown of Salt Lake City, and certainly than my grow-up town of San Francisco. <laughs> uh, John. Yes. Uh, you travel, you stay in hotels. Mm-hmm. How much would, do you think you should pay to use the bathroom mirror at a hotel? I think that should be included in the hotel fare. Really? Yeah. Really. You know, I, res- I refer to these resort fees, destination fees, as evil. They are. They're extra charges, usually 20 to $50 per day. Right. That hotels keep in the fine print. In fact, you book something online and you uh, it says um, taxes and fees. Mm-hmm. And you think that's all government. You right. click on it and... Only then do you find out you're being clipped with a resort fee. The attorney general of um, of the District of Columbia has filed suit against Marriott. The attorney general of Nebraska has filed suit against uh, Hilton. And there's been about 25 or 30 attorneys general have joined in these suits, saying these disclose them right up front. Well, here is the worst evil resort fee I've come across, the Hyatt Motif Seattle Hotel, charges $20 resort fee to use the bathroom mirror. Well, here, well, for the resort fee, here's what you get for your $20. They'll, you can turn on the television in the room. Oh, good. You get one free cup of coffee, but only one. Uh, you can use the hair dryer in the room. This is what they list. <laughs> and you can use the mirror, and they'll give you sh- uh, soap and shampoo. Oh, that's generous. Hey, we got lots more on the travel show, including evil resort fees. I'm Larry Gelwix, the getaway guru, joined by our special guest, Dan Hone, who will be hearing more about Egypt, and of course, John Potter, all things Mr. Expert when it comes to uh, travel. You can get a hold of the travel experts at Columbus Travel, where you always travel more, see the world, and pay less. 800-373-3328. That's 800-373-3328, or online at columbusvacations.com. Today, I am in Africa, in Kenya, on one of the Columbus Travel safaris. You want to check this out, folks. There's nothing like it in the world. It's a National Geographic event. Through the miracle of technology, today I can be in Africa, and John and Dan and the rest of the Columbus Travel team are back home in Salt Lake City, Utah. We welcome you to this. Now, one one 
thing we can't do is take your call-in questions with me being in Africa and um, and the rest of the team back home in Utah. So you can still send us your questions at info at columbusvacations.com. And just a reminder to those in Texas and Florida, you are hearing this on a delay. You actually hear this on Sunday. So uh, you're just a day behind us, but we welcome you. Those throughout the Intermountain West, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, Colorado, Arizona, and Nevada, you all, of course, hearing this live. Um, that was kind of a fun discussion that we had about resort fees. And those items I mentioned, the mirror, the hairdryer, the television, one cup of coffee, and one only, that's what this hotel, the Hyatt Motif Seattle Hotel, lists as the justification for their resort fee, which is on top of your room charge, on top of your tax. Hotels are hiding this. You know, airlines used to do that. Oh, they did. And it, uh, they'd say, I used to see, a, like especially in Europe, a one British pound airfare and 250 dollars in taxes Mm -hmm. you know and so the federal government here in the united states said to airlines you must the whatever price you advertise it must include all mandatory fees like the luggage fees not in there Mm because it's not mandatory right i wish they'd do the same with hotels oh i think they should just say whatever is mandatory uh must be uh included uh hey good news on monday August the 9th, Canada is scheduled to reopen to American visitors who've been fully vaccinated. Oh, let's hope it happens. Uh, His Holiness Prime Minister Trudeau um, announced that uh, oh, couple, about oh, mm. two weeks ago. Yeah, two, three weeks. Yeah, and uh, what they haven't identified yet is how are they going to verify vaccination? Maybe it's just a card. Mm-hmm. That's going to be rather cumbersome. You know, some countries, they you list it, like coming to Nairobi, coming to uh, Kenya, Africa. When I flew in, I had, to, I had to fill out an online form with all my vaccination information. But that's great news. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a citizen of both Canada and the United States. I have two passports. I, can't, I got family all over Canada. Can't wait to get back to the land up north. Um, Passports, John, they're taking a long time. Yes, very long time. Right now they're estimating 18 weeks. Yeah. Or you can expedite it and get it down to 12 weeks. Yeah, that's a $60 expedited fee. Folks, uh, if your plans in the future, I mean, 18 weeks is four to five months. Yeah. Just to get your passport. So you want to do that. did you hear about the American Airlines passenger from Dallas to Charlotte about a week ago who was duct taped to his seat? Oh, yes, I did. I mean, literally duct taped. Well, he was trying he trying to open the door in flight. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, that's physically impossible. Yeah, it can't be done. It cannot be done, but he didn't know that. So he's up there yanking on the on the door and the door handle trying to open it at 30,000 feet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the crew and some, uh, they asked for some muscled passengers. Of course, I would have volunteered. 
and they put him in the seat. He's resisting. They're du- duct taping him. They didn't duct tape his mouth. I think they should have. That would have been the first thing to duct tape. <laughs> that, that's right. Uh, so, folks, do not try to open the door in flight. Hey, you know, there's a real problem now with um, rental cars, mm-hmm. taxi fares, even Uber and Lyft are jacking up their prices. Have you seen the line at LAX to get a taxi, Uber, or Lyft? Yes. It's halfway to Mexico. And the rates are outrageous Mm -hmm. when you originate. You also have fees when you originate at the airport. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Here's kind of a getaway guru insider secret of how you can manage this. You have the hotel shuttle buses, Mm -hmm. the Sheraton, the Hyatt, the Marriott. Um, Jump on one of those. Go down to the hotel, pick up your taxi, uh, or you. if you put that address in for Uber, my experience has been the rate will be lower than an LAX pickup and you're a block away. Mm-hmm. But the, the lines can be absolutely outrageous. And if you do that, give the driver a tip. Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay. So, by the way, Costa Rica has dropped their mandatory insurance policy. That's really good. What's happening in the world of Disney, John? Well, things are opening up at Walt Disney World in Florida. I think this is all in anticipation for the uh, 50th anniversary that starts October 1st. But uh, last Sunday, August 1st, uh, in Hollywood Studios, they started the Wonderful World of Animation, which is their nighttime fireworks show. So that's now up and going, and of course it's already going at Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And on August 15th, I am so happy about this, the Beauty and the Beast live stage show will be starting again, ready to welcome people. And on uh, tomorrow, August 8th, at the Magic Kingdom Park, the Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor will be reopening. So things are opening up, and entertainment is coming back, and it's a great time to go sit Disney World in Florida. It really is. Let me ask you this. When you think of my hometown where I grew up, went to school in San Francisco, what are some of the iconic features or memories of San Francisco? I like, uh, of course, Chinatown, which you've talked so much about, and just the view. If you're on the Oakland side and you're looking across the whole bay. Yeah. You know, something interesting about Chinatown, most of the immigrants have come from southern China, the Guangzhou area. And Cantonese, which is the language Mm -hmm. of Hong Kong, is more widely spoken in Chinatown than Mandarin, which is really the language of northern China. Uh, Grant Avenue is what everybody walks, and I've said before, go one block to the west to Stockton Avenue, and uh, you see very few tourists. And you'll everything, it's where the locals shop for food. They have grocery stores, but they're not like our grocery stores. There's a vegetable shop, a, a fishmonger, a meat. And uh, it is it is just like being. You know, in San Francisco is known for its great restaurants. Yeah, uh, the food there is just different. It it's, is. It's now, very good. That Stockton is one block to the west. If John, you go one block to the east, you hit Kearney Street, 
and there's a square called Portsmouth Square, and you uh, you can sit in the benches. It's just a, a small little small park. During the gold rush days, that was the waterfront. All of that land from Chinatown down to the bay has been reclaimed. Wow. Uh, but that was that was it. Now I think, uh, John, what is your memory? What's an iconic feature? Lombard Street. Oh, the the the, the windy, crooky, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the locals want to close it to traffic, but they're not going to. You can't take a van down there. No, not uh, uh, seven passenger vehicle is the largest. You, but that is so much fun. What's also fun to do is drop everybody off at the top of Lombard Street, and then let them walk down. There's a sidewalk. That's how I did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have to walk in the street. There's a sidewalk. And then who's ever driving can either drive down it. There's usually a lineup of cars or just drive the next block down and come around and pick them up. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get to the bottom of Lombard Street, you're just a couple blocks from Columbus Avenue. And that is Little Italy. There really is a Little Italy. And my favorite deli there, Italian deli, is Molinari's. Go and have a sandwich. I always buy their fresh homemade ravioli on the day of departure and i have a bag and i bring it home and you can hear a large sucking sound in the gelwick's home as it is literally being inhaled <laughs> starting with my daughter jenny uh hey listen we got so much more i want to talk to you about the golden gate bridge and some fun facts and I'd like to take you to San Francisco. I'll tell you how on the track. Today I'm in Africa. Yeah, I'm in Kenya on the Serengeti on a Columbus travel safari. You can join us and join me next year of the Great Migration. We have three dates available. You only want to go in July, August, or September. That are the dates. There's nothing like it anywhere else in the world. It's only in Tanzania and Kenya, and the Kenya viewing and infrastructure is infinitely better. And I just extended, uh, John Potter, a $500 per person discount through the end of August. Yeah, the early booking discounts. So. Yeah, that's good stuff. You know, we were talking about um, San Francisco, and I'm joined today by John Potter, of Columbus Travel and our special guest Dan Hone, who in the next segment will be returning to the Holy Land and some really interesting stuff. The Golden Gate Bridge. Is there a more iconic symbol? I, I think of San Francisco, I haven't grown up there, I think of cable cars. We talked about that, you know, uh, the history of that last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, how there was originally 23 cable car lines today, there are three. But the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, I can hear Tony Bennett singing, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. What's interesting is it's not gold. No, it's not. You know, that area got its name from John Fremont, who uh, when the, uh, I call it the American invasion of Mexico, Spanish-held California, California uh, took place, That the straits were called the... The, the Golden Gate Straits. And uh, the actual color is called International Orange. And so maybe we should stop calling it the Golden Gate Bridge and call it the Orange Gate Bridge. 
Everybody think of Orange County and Disneyland, so that wouldn't work. It was completed when Dan Hone was just a young boy in May of 1937. Okay, (laughs) you weren't even born yet. Um, But as I said, Captain John Fremont romantically christened the entrance of the bay, the Golden Gate Strait in 1846, two years before gold was discovered. Um, The bridge itself is 746 feet, 1.7 miles long with a uh, 4,200-foot clear span. And uh, sadly, there have been about 800 suicides. 12 jumpers out of that 800 have lived to tell about it. That would be quite a story. Uh, Can you imagine if one had a GoPro on? Yeah. <laughs> Down we go. Um, you know, and I say that's sad because people found themselves in their state of life, whatever it may have been, and saw no way out but taking their life. Uh, I have a belief in an afterlife. I really do. And I, have, I had a friend of mine in college take his life. And uh, I, I thought about that, and my immediate thought, in as much as, my faith believes in an afterlife is I thought uh, his name was Greg is I wonder if Greg is thinking to himself, what have I just done? You know, and whatever problems, I think we need to have a great sensitivity to people who are suffering emotionally, spiritually, physically, and uh, look for warning signs. Sometimes there's a great cry for help. But uh, San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge, you know what's fun about it is you can actually walk across the bridge. They have a pedestrian area. It's elevated slightly from the cars with a protective railing. Uh, And you know what they've done, too, is they've got, like, I don't know, a fencing underneath it. You'd have to jump way out now to uh, uh, on that first jump to to make it to the water. But uh, you can walk across it. And so you leave San Francisco, and then it's Marin County across it. Did you know you can walk across the Bay Bridge? Now, when they redid it, there's a pedestrian area uh, on on the Bay Bridge. Hmm. Uh, the Bay Bridge was uh, uh, open for traffic in November of 1936. One of my great memories growing up in San Francisco, it was a different era back then, was the ferry boats. Now, John, you know, you've seen the ferry building. Oh, yes. Right there on the Embarcadero. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the cruise terminal, cruise ship's uh, dock is about halfway between Fisherman's Wharf, Pier 39, and the ferry building. And now the ferry building is shops, boutiques. Acme Sourdough Bread has a store there. Thank you very much. I gorge on it. I love the Acme brand. But when I was a kid, that was the ferry building. And yeah, the Bay Bridge was open. The Golden Gate Bridge was open, but there was one level, and we used to you'd drive your car on the ferry boat, and you'd take the boat across to San Francisco, and then it would continue on to Marin County, and that's how we did it. I always would go to the back of the ferry boat, and for a nickel, you'd buy a, a bag of chopped fish, and the sea lions would follow the ferry boat, even jump on it, to, and we'd feed them. They're just great, great memories. Well, I want to help you make some great memories of uh, the Pacific Coast and California. Every year, I try to do a 
Pacific Coast Canada and Golden Gate Cruise. Vancouver, Victoria, Astoria, Oregon, San Francisco, and California. We start in Vancouver September 25th. We spend a full day in Victoria, in Victoria Bouchard Gardens. We uh, spend a day in Astoria, Oregon, which is Lewis and Clark country, some of those heavily forested geography in America, and it's up the Columbia River. It's beautiful. We sail up yeah. the river on a cruise ship and then follow that rugged Pacific coast and uh, turn left to the port side into San Francisco, right under the Golden Gate Bridge. It's so much fun to be out there on the deck and see they have the buoys. It's like an air... Um, uh, uh, airport runway. They've got the buoys with lights, and you hear a bell uh, that that when they're bouncing back and forth for small ships that don't have radar to stay within the buoys. Oh, we're getting close. And then, of course, two complete full days in San Francisco. I'll be your personal host and tour guide. I'm going to take you all over the city and show you my San Francisco. And then we leave, we follow the California coast, Santa Cruz, Big Sur, Monterey, uh, down to Los Angeles. John, the rates for this one-week cruise are incredible. Yes. If you book it with Columbus Travel, $466 per person. Your taxes are additional. If you book it with the Royal Caribbean or somebody else, it's 520 So we have an exclusive rate on this. Hey, uh, join me September 25th to October 2nd. Pacific Coast, Canada, and Golden Gate, and we're coming back to the Holy Land with Dr. Dan. Welcome back to the Travel Show. This is John Potter. I found that magic button and found a way to get Larry to shut up. Anyway, we've lost our connection with Larry, and so I don't think we'll have him for the rest of the show, but I'm happy to be filling in for him. We have some uh, travel news that kind of hit uh, that we need to cover that's quite important with the cruises. Right now, all of the cruises, except Norwegian Cruise Lines, are requiring guests boarding their ship not only to be fully vaccinated, as well as they are required to have a negative COVID-19 test performed within 72 hours of sailing and have that to present to the cruise line at the pier. Now, uh, for all the cruises except uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines, they do not have the testing available at the pier, so you will need to do that before you leave to go to the cruise ship. So that is starting for cruises next Sunday, so or on uh, August 15th. So if you're sailing beyond there at this time, that is required, but that could be different as things change. This is due to the Delta variant And they want to keep the cruise uh, situation completely safe. And so this is for everyone's protection. It is kind of a hassle, but, you know, it's been a long time since I've been on a cruise ship. I would would jump through any hoops they suggested just to be on board that cruise ship. Uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines, like I say, is a little bit different. They are also requiring the COVID tests, but they are performing them at the pier. So for the sailings on the Norwegian Encore out of Seattle, that will be the per, uh, they will be doing those at the pier. You will wait for your test prior to boarding the ship. And uh, then once cleared, you're set to go on the cruise ship and everything uh, will be good to go. Also, uh, for the cruises out of Florida, Florida's a little bit different. They will allow you to sail out of Florida without having the COVID vaccination. 
But again, you are required to have the negative COVID test. And Mark Faldemo just walked into the studio and is joining me here. Welcome, Mark. Hello, John. Just driving around, and I heard you say you found the button to... Uh, That's right. Larry. That's a first. A coup to take over the show from Larry. <laughs> so, anyway, glad to join you. You know, with everything going on as we were talking yesterday with cruising, it's, it's such a big story. And, you know, I'm glad to be here to help you uh, talk a little bit about it right now and get everybody up to date on everything that's going on right now. I think you are besieged with cruise requests. Is that right? <laughs> we are, yes. There's a lot of people wanting to cruise. And like I say, with this whole COVID situation, it just fluctuates. What's the world today might be completely different by tomorrow. So we do encourage you to check with your uh, travel advisor to see if there's any changes or keep tabs on the cruise line because, again, most of them, they're doing different variations, and some allow children to sail, some allow children over 12 to sail, but not under 12. And so it's just kind of an ever-changing field is what we're seeing. It really is interesting. I was reading, I think it's um, uh, Carnival is only requiring face masks. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that right? And yet uh, Norwegian, on the other hand, and others, you have to be vaccinated. You don't have to wear a face mask on the ship. But uh, it's just such a wide variety of, you know, the CDC's basically left it up to cruise lines to decide what they think is best. Yeah. And, uh, and, and there's a lot. So having a good travel advisor right now is a huge asset. Yeah, you had mentioned the face masks, and uh, most of the cruise lines have implemented a, a stricter uh, face mask policy. You're now required to mask getting on and off the ship any locations inside the ship, except your own stateroom, you're needed to have a mask on. And then, of course, for dining, the entering and exiting the dining rooms, you need to be wearing a mask. But when you're sitting at your tables, you can't take it off, obviously. It's hard to eat with a mask on. Right. Now, just to clarify, John, I was just looking last night at Norwegian's rules. Do they, do they require the mask all the time as well as the vaccine? I believe at this time they are. When you're on the outside decks, they are not requiring the masks, but it's just when you're in the inside uh, areas or in large uh, where you have large gatherings of people just to play it safe we we want to keep the outbreaks minimized we don't want to go through what we did at the start of the pandemic the cruise lines know that and so it, it's for everyone's safety you know and i'm really impressed with what the cruise lines have done during this last what approximately 18 months i think yeah. that they've been off uh, they've put in all new air filtration systems so the air is circulated i think about every two minutes, uh, at least on Norwegian, I was reading mm -hmm. theirs. And so there's constant new air coming in from outside filtered air. And so if there's any, you know, contaminants or anything in the air, uh, it, it shouldn't be a, uh, you know, a problem. So right. anyway, they've worked really, really hard to, to do everything to, uh, you know, to, to make sure people can cruise with confidence and safely. Yes. And, and their crews, they're retraining all of their crews of the new protocols Every crew member on board the ship is tested daily for the virus. They are all required to be fully vaccinated. And so that is for your safety as well. Cruising has always been very careful with their cleanliness, uh, you know, watching those carefully. But it's been exasperated even higher levels now. And I think it's going to be very, very safe to cruise. I'm going on my cruise in September, and I am so looking forward to it. And... Uh, and so they are doing a lot to help mitigate this situation. A lot of people are a little concerned because of the start of the pandemic. You know, they had the cruise ships that were quarantined and people couldn't get on or off. 
that I don't think we're going to see happen again. They're fully aware of that. They realize that was probably the worst thing they could have done. And so right now they've got special isolation rooms. If anybody tests positive, they immediately go into the isolation room. They're taking off on the new port. And uh, we've been sailing in Europe for over a year now, and everything is going well. Yeah, MSC is, uh, and they do cruise the Caribbean, but they're mostly a Mediterranean and European uh, cruise line. Mm -hmm. And they've been following these uh, guidelines for nearly a year without a single uh, incident. Yeah. Of, uh, of COVID occurring, uh, people have crewed with health and with safety. And, uh, you, you know, it's interesting to me that the CDC allowed hotels to open up, you know, <laughs> and the airlines, airlines to fly. To fly full. <laughs> and, and why are the cruise lines, uh, you know, and perhaps it's because of what happened at the very outbreak with those two ships that you mentioned, mm-hmm. that they were extremely cautious. But uh, that caution has paid off. I th- I really think... Cruising is about as safe as any vacation you could have. In fact, I read a a statement by Frank Del Rio, president of Norwegian. He said, I'm confident this is the safest vacation people could go on with everything that we've implemented. Yes, and the ships right now out of the U.S. are not sailing at full capacity. Right now, they're 60 to 70 percent of capacity. They have the social distancing. The buffets are open and going, but you do not serve yourself. You Tell them what you would like. They dish it up for you, hand you your plate. It's still all you can eat. And uh, so it's just safer that not everyone is handling those same utensils. And uh, so I, I feel very, very safe about going. I'd go grab on a jump on a cruise ship today if I could. Yeah. In fact, you know, Mark Jr. Yes. Uh, did, he just got back yesterday mm-hmm. uh, with a cruise uh, to Alaska on Norwegian. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were hoping he could join us here to share his experience and what it was like. He'll be on next week, I think. And yes, I think so. A little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he and Linda from our office were uh, just got off the Norwegian Encore yesterday, sailing out of Seattle. So we're looking forward to that report. And, of course, earlier in the show, we had Brett Gove talking about his three-day test cruise out of Seattle on the Majestic Princess. And uh, everyone that has been cruising have had a great positive effect. In fact, one of our great listeners, uh, Colleen Harper, just got back from uh, Greece on a Norwegian cruise out of Athens and said that it was a wonderful cruising experience and and felt very safe and all that as well. So we're having great reports from all of our cruisers. You know, and and John, what's going on? uh, Because you're on the phone. I mean, you're on the front lines dealing Mm -hmm. with people. Um, I, you know, I know some people are surprised, assuming that it's just going to be easy to book a cruise because they're just starting. Mm-hmm. But there are actually some inventory issues as you're uh, uh, booking these now. Yeah, uh, they really are. People that had already had these cruises booked, of course, are already on the cruises, and they are not filling to full capacity. So it does limit the number that can go. Also, uh, for the cruises out of Florida and Texas, where they allow them to sail without being fully vaccinated... They can only have so many people that are not vaccinated, and so they have to kind of monitor that as well. So that limits the number of children that can go, because as we know, children under age 12 cannot be vaccinated. So it, it, they do limit the number of children that can sail on those cruises. Uh, happy to announce, uh, I mentioned it last week, that Disney Cruise Line set sail this coming Monday for their first cruise out of Port Canaveral. And so Disney Cruise Line is going, they are not requiring the COVID tests uh, they, I know I, I take that back. I take it back. They do require the negative COVID tests, but if you're fully vaccinated, can present the proof, then you are uh, exempt from that. Right. So, so yeah, good uh, travel advisor can really help. Um, 
people sort all of this out mm-hmm. and find just the right crews. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to change. You know, a lot of, and you mentioned people already booked. Um, uh, you, you know, a lot of people that were on cruises prior to the suspension of cruising um, received what's called a future cruise uh, credit. Credit. Mm-hmm. FCC. Mm-hmm. And... So people have been holding those for about 18 months now. They have. Just waiting for cruises to open. And now that they're open, all those people who had all of those cruises booked are starting to use those. And that's, Mm -hmm. as I said a few minutes ago, one of the things that's causing a little bit of um, problems with inventory. And so our suggestion is if you want to cruise, right now is the time because there are some really good deals out there uh, on cruising, some Great pricing, great amenities that are being added. And I I think, well, what we saw in Hawaii and Mexico with the great deals in January and February, um, we're not seeing those deals as much now. And I think that's going to happen in cruising. So if people are interested in cruising now is actually the time that they, uh, you know, start uh, making those plans. Yeah, absolutely. As we had mentioned earlier in the show, we're anticipating within the next couple of weeks to see the cruise rates go up. And, of course, the cruise rates and all the travel rates are based on supply and demand. So as the supply goes down, the demand stays up, it, the prices will go up. So now is definitely the time to do it. Take advantage of these great cruise offers. Uh, the one I really like the best is still with the Norwegian Cruise Lines, where you get the second person flies free. You yeah. just can't beat that as an incentive. Yeah, and that, what, they've got 30% off their rates, like you said, the second mm-hmm. person. I think that's on select cruises or no they fly free yeah. they, yes fly now, free on all cruises 90 days or further from sailing right and then actually um on a free person in the cabin on some select third select and sailing third yeah. and fourth person sail free plus the free dining plus the free wi-fi plus 50 dollars shore excursion credit i mean norwegian all the cruise lines have great deals i think norwegian has probably the best that i've seen out there right now yeah absolutely so yes now is the time to go cruise and get your cruise booked And uh, when we come back, we're going to have some more great travel offers for you and some advice. And so please uh, join us back here shortly. Segment of the Travel Show. We're so happy to have you joining us. And you can find us here every Saturday morning on this same station from 11 to 1. Uh, uh, PM, and of course, those in Lakeland, Florida, and in uh, El Paso, Texas, you are on a delay listening to us, but we're so happy to have you with us. All right, Mark, when you fly out of Salt Lake City, where do you park your car? Always a parking jet, you know, and they take such good care of us. They are, they have an excellent operation. You know, if you go to the uh, Salt Lake Airport, you know, that they have places you. You walk to meet the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the shuttle, the parking jet comes and picks you up, and they're prompt. Right at time. your car. <laughs> yeah, and they help you with your bags, and uh, they do such a great job. Really like those They guys. do. And, of course, you can get a 20% discount on the Columbus Travel website, uh, columbusvacations.com. Or you just just mention the word Columbus as you're checking out and get that 20% discount. All right, Mark was talking about some great cruise offers and uh, a couple of others. Princess Cruises has their uh, Princess Plus promotion where you get free gratuities, free beverage package, unlimited Wi-Fi. Uh, Royal Caribbean, you get 60% off the second guest plus up to $150 discount. 
So these are some great uh, cruise options to take care of. And you had looked up some good cruise prices. What, what have you found? Well, I just uh, just looked at a couple of things in November, seven-day cruises. And, uh, you know, just seeing one here, uh, Carnival starts, they have a six-day cruise starting at 334, uh, the Western Caribbean, Balcony, 609. That's oh, wow. a really great rate. Uh, also, uh, Royal Caribbean and Norwegian have some really good prices, uh, Here's a, uh, let me just get back on my screen, the one I was looking at. Hold on just one moment. Um, well, Princess has a 598 inside, 938 balcony. Uh, Norwegian has a five, this seven night, 549 inside, 895 balcony. And I mean, those, what were balconies going before all this started? They were usually oh, 1100 uh, Yeah, over $1,000. Yeah, yeah. And so... so just just examples of some really really fine rates. Royal Caribbean, uh, four fifty eight inside, six eighteen balcony, and uh, and these wow. are November rates. Good time to be cruising, and and those are going to be similar rates rolling into next year. But as we said a minute ago, I don't think we're going to see those last too long. We're going to see. I think things get back to normal pricing relatively soon yes we're seeing such an uptick of people wanting to cruise and cruises booking and it's just just now is the time to get booked people it really is and in most situations you have a non-refundable deposit that you can put down and if something happens and you feel that you do not want to go you can cancel usually 90 to 120 days prior to uh, your departure and get a full refund now, I again, I would love to have you join me in Alaska. I've got an Alaska cruise here in just a little over a month, uh, September 19th. Going to be sailing on Princess Cruises round trip from Seattle. Rates starting at just $799. We have our own private shore excursions in both Ketchikan and in Juneau. And uh, we also cruise to Skagway and my favorite glacier, Glacier Bay, where I fell in love with the sea otters. And a great time of year to go. The northern lights, you've got a greater possibility of seeing those. The bear are getting ready to go into hibernation, so they're a little more active. But we would love to have you join us again September 19th through the 26th. Uh, round trip out of Seattle on the beautiful, majestic princess. Yeah, you know, you ought to have Mark join you on that. Mark just got off a cruise yesterday and had an opportunity to go uh, fishing Uh deep sea fishing oh yeah uh, ketchikan yeah yes. ketchikan there out on the ocean and he and his group caught 16 huge salmon oh and, my goodness and all the guys that mark were with said well we don't want them and so we're receiving today boxes of salmon that are being shipped down and uh, uh I don't know what we're going to do with all of them. I guess we'll eat them eventually. But anyway, yeah, fall you might want family salmon bake. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. We'll invite you over, John. <laughs> well, that. that's okay. I, as we've said on this show many times before, my favorite seafood is a T-bone steak. <laughs> <laughs> so that's to get being raised on a farm. That's true. Yes. So anyway, uh, next week Larry will be back live in studio. He is flying home this week from uh, Kenya, and and no doubt he's going to have all kinds of tales to tell. And uh, so we're going to have a great time uh, here next week. Carlos will also be back. We've had Carlos gone the last few weeks. And so he's got some great things cooking up. In fact, one thing that we'll be announcing next week is our uh, cruise, our South America cruise we was doing in December of this year was canceled by the cruise line. And so we've got that rebooked for next year, 2022. And Carlos and I will be taking that one. And it's going to be a great time uh, there in uh, uh, South America for next December. 
And again, uh, remember Park and Jet. And yes, Mark. Yes, I was just going to say, I know we've only got a few seconds left, but uh, you know, Carlos has uh, the trip that goes down to Ecuador and the Galapagos Islands. We've yes, in October. A few seats left on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and speaking of cruising, I, I mean, you know, some cruise ships pull into the Galapagos Islands with like twenty five hundred people, and these are little small islands. They dump them out, and you, it's just a crowd there. Carlos has a yacht. These sails on it's a catamaran. 22 people, and we actually stay on the islands, sail between the islands on the yacht, and I'll tell you, it is the adventure of a lifetime. And you want yes. to go to ColumbusVacations.com and uh, click on the, the tours, and it'll give you a brochure with all the details on it. It is a marvelous experience. Yes, and on next week's show, he is going to uh, have a representative from that cruise line, the yacht, Come on and talk to us. It's going to be great. So, again, have a great weekend. We are so grateful that you joined us here on the Travel Show today. And uh, have a great weekend. And, again, Larry Gelwix will be back in studio next uh, Saturday uh, for the Travel Show. So, uh, give us a call at Columbus Travel, 800-373-3328. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend.